the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. You can also sense he's kind of measuring his effectiveness. He's wondering if his labor, his work had been in vain. His efforts, his preaching, his processes have They've been effective. Have they been useless? Our job as a church is to lift up Jesus and to point people to Jesus. As you look across this vast landscape called Los Angeles, our job is to reach as many people as possible. And over the years, we literally have seen tens of thousands of people come in and out of these doors. And many people... We're here for a year, two, three, and then one day they're just gone. Fell by the wayside. What happened to them? And does anybody care? We had this thing the last several years called COVID. You ever heard of it? Y'all heard of COVID? And this church... Because we didn't know the statistics. We, we, we closed our doors for about two months. And then we started to see the statistics. And the governor deemed the church non-essential. And he, you know, he said that coffee shops, Starbucks is essential. He, he said the casinos are essential. He said that the abortion clinics are essential and then he said he said this he said the liquor stores are essential but the church he said non-essential and after a couple months we decided to open up the doors and the government came out every week and find us every time we opened the doors they were here came in here with a Government guy had a pad, wrote stuff down, and sent us a bill. Sometimes it was $500, sometimes it was $2,000. But every week they find us. Even up to last Easter, I believe, they find us, came out and find us. Eventually that went to the Supreme Court and all that stuff, and they said the church, you can't tell the church they can't meet. So my point, here's my point. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. 
when we opened for a year, we were open for a year. Seventy percent of the church didn't come back. Seventy percent. I'd pull up, Starbucks, packed. Grocery store, packed. Dodger game, packed. Lakers game, packed. Clippers game, packed. Nordstrom's rack, packed. Come to church, it'd be 30% of us were here. And here's what's interesting. The old timers, the people that I knew, been around a long time, they're the ones that quit coming. I'd look out, I wouldn't recognize one person here. Not one. Like I recognize a few of you. But when we opened her that first, I didn't know one person who's here. And what happened was, people were watching online, and it just kind of spread like, you know, like a spider web across the city of Los Angeles, and there were people that would log on and see and go, man, I like that church, I'm going to that church, they would show up. But the old timers were gone. And at that moment, I had to ask myself this question, because coming up on Father's Day, I will have been preaching at this church for 35 years. I had to ask myself this question. I've been preaching for 35 years. Where'd the people go? Where is their faith? Where is their level of maturity? Why would they go to a Dodgers game and not come to church? I understand it was a trial, and it was difficult for some, and I understand that there are some exceptions where you didn't have a choice, but 70%? I had to ask myself, like, like the, first, the first trial that shows up and everybody leaves? And then I had to examine my, my processes, my preaching, my teaching, our staff. What have we been teaching these people? And just so you know, this is not something we did just these last two years. We've been doing this every year, worried and stressed out about how you're doing spiritually and because we are emotionally involved with each of you we are constantly measuring our effectiveness in reaching people don't ever think that you don't matter you matter to us you matter to god you matter to his kingdom we got on the phone we called every single person on our church roll every single person thousands of people we called them just to check in and say are you okay You say, well, you didn't call me. That's because you're not on our church roll. (laughs) But it's why we invest so much time and resources in getting you plugged into a life group. It's why we spend so much time trying to get you involved in the next steps class. It's why we're constantly asking you, borderline harassing you, to bring your Bibles when you come to church. It's why we have ministries. It's why every week we have you ask me to fill out this, this outline. This takes a lot of time just to do this. So how do you know that? Because I'm the one that did it. <laughs> it's why we have a Christian school and a preschool. It's why we have a staff and a leadership team. It's why most nights I can't even go to sleep at night because I'm constantly examining our fruit 
thinking about you and where you are spiritually. It's why we do a theme every year, where we are, where we need to go, and constantly examining our labor. How can we be more effective here as a church? Number three, aren't you glad we're done with point two? Point three, write this down quickly. I I, got to go. We need to recognize that our example serves. Our example serves as an encouragement to others. Oh, get this point. Whatever it is that you're going through, and some of you have been through some tough stuff, as you go through what you're going through, and your faith remains strong, all that does is it encourages other people going through the same trial that you went through. And what they, how they handle their trial encourages you as you're going through your trial. Now don't forget verse 2. I know we're going backwards, but we'll go forwards here. Verse 2, remember why Paul sent Timothy. He said, we sent Timothy from Athens, those 200 miles, up there to Thessalonica. Why was Timothy sent there? He's our brother, our fellow worker in spreading the gospel. We sent him up there to strengthen and to encourage you. That's why he went, was to encourage. Do you have that? Now look what happens in verse 6. Timothy has just now come to us from you, and he's brought good news about your faith and love. And he's told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers, in all of our distress and persecution, We were actually encouraged about you because of your faith. And then he says in verse 8, for now we can really live. I mean, we're living, but now we have joy since we know that you're standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because you are standing firm in your faith? You see what happened there? It's a mutual... It's a mutual effect. I want to put this uh, slide up on the uh, screen if we can. Here's what some things that Paul went through. And anytime I read this, I go, man, that guy had it tough. But Paul said, five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers. I've been in danger from bandits. In danger from our own countrymen. danger from Gentiles. danger from the city. I'm in danger in the country. I'm in danger. See, I'm in danger from false brothers. I'm in danger everywhere I go. Now, when I look at what Paul did for the sake of the gospel, it encourages me to be more courageous and to be willing to stand and to endure and to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. Amen? I'll say this one last time, we'll go on. As a Christian, whenever you endure any kind of trial and your faith remains strong, your focus remains fixed on the Lord, and you keep walking in love and grace and truth, and you're unwavering and steadfast in your faith, and you're not unsettled by your trials, you're fixed on God, and you know that in all things God works to the good for those who love Him, you become an encouragement to anyone else who's in that similar situation. Amen? So you keep being strong. My last point, write this down. 
we need, and this is the most important, we need to have an earnest concern for the spiritual well-being of new believers. As we envision the Lord's return, this has kind of been the theme here for these first three chapters. Let's look at verse 10. We're going to just kind of dance through these verses. Night and day. Everybody say night and day. So he's, he's constantly, he said, we pray most earnestly. There's that word. That we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. I know Timothy went up there and I know he came back. He gave a good report. And he says, but I, I, I still want to get up there and I still want to help supply whatever's lacking in your faith. How many of you know that no matter how much you've grown as a Christian, you can always grow a little bit more? That's what he's saying there. Just because he got a good report doesn't mean he stopped worrying about them. He's still concerned about their spiritual well-being. Verse 11, now may our God and Father himself and the Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. Do you remember Chapter 2, he was wanting to get up there, but he said Satan stopped us. Now he's saying, hey, we still want to get there, but I want you to know that the God we serve, even though Satan's trying to keep us from getting up there to see you, the God we serve, I know for a fact he will clear the way because my God is stronger, more powerful than the devil. He'll provide a way for us to get there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't give up. We'll get there. God will make a way. Verse, verse 12, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. Verse 13, may he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our Lord Father when our Lord Jesus returns with all his holy ones. Oh, if you were to analyze this entire chapter, you'd see that Paul is very much aware of Satan's desire to thwart God's plan for the church in Thessalonica. His prayers, his letter, his concerns, his interest is for their spiritual well-being. That's all we see here. Because he knows that the battle that we all face, going back to that verse 5, he knows that the tempter is going to tempt This reminds me of Ephesians 6, the same thing he wrote to another church, the church at Ephesus, a Christian church, where he's telling them, they're all saved, they're saved, but he's telling them, make sure you put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against Satan's schemes, because our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil that are being fought in the heavenly realms I want you to think of there is a cosmic battle that is being fought right now this very moment there's a cosmic battle the the greatest battle ever waged is being fought right now and if you have any type of spiritual radar you can sense that battle being fought for you and being fought for your loved ones and for your friends And right now, Satan's pulling out all the stops, trying to wage war against your family. He's waging war right now against babies that are in the womb. The state of California, this 
You're not supposed to say the word ain't, but this ain't Nebraska. This ain't Oklahoma. State of California is passing a law called AB 2223 where they're trying to say it's okay to abort your baby after it's born. Think about the onslaught of evil in attacking a baby after it's born. Think about what Satan is doing to break down the family unit, to break down marriages and families and individuals. Think of the attacks on Christians right now all around the world. More Christians are being persecuted for their faith than ever before in any other history of time around the world. Think of his attack upon the church, trying to... uh, Deem the church non-essential in a culture where the church is the most essential thing we need. (laughs) Write this down. Most of us are more concerned about physical things than we are spiritual things. That's just, that's the truth. We're more concerned about physical things than spiritual things. I mean, just look at your children. Are you more concerned about your children's clothes or your children's soul? Are you more concerned about your children having an authentic faith or having straight A's? I mean, really, what's more important to you? Getting your child uh, to school or getting your child plugged into a life group? What's more important? I, I, I don't think it has to be an either or. You can do both. My question is, which one is the most important to you? I want to show you this picture. This is in my office. I have a chessboard in my office. How many of you are somewhat familiar with uh, chess or checkers? So in chess, there's two sides, and it's a war. And each side at the start of the game gets 16 pieces. Pawns, rooks, knights, bishops, a queen, and the king. Right? And if you were playing a game of chess and you're the white king there, and you look up and all your support is gone and you see nothing but the enemy you have zero chance of winning now if you're black in this case and you're the you're the team you got you got your whole team you got your pawns your rooks over here flanking your side you got the bishop the queen's protecting you you got your king tucked in there no one's getting to the king and you look up and all you got is one person sitting over who's going to win the game you are why because you're protected you're guarded you got friends you're not going to lose and i'm telling you you can take that off the screen that that's a board game there's a real cosmic battle that's being fought for your soul for my soul for the soul of this nation for the souls of our children and the only hope we have i believe this you know, chess, you don't just take a piece and move it out there. No, you have protection there. You got a rook there. You got a bishop. You got the queen. Something happens. You're, you're going to come along. You're going to protect each other. 
And that's what I see on a spiritual level as Christians. As Christians, we see these people get saved left and right. It's our job to get plugged into a life group, to follow up with our Bibles, even if they're 200 miles away, that you have a burden and concern, that you're emotionally involved, that you question whether or not you're seriously involved in helping uh, grow people and mature people. Are you plugged in? Are we helping each other? And I'm telling you, if we do that, we won't have people coming in the doors and they they disappear. We don't see them uh, ever again. But we're literally caring for each other. We're emotionally connected to each other. We're also gauging our effectiveness. What could we do more to make a difference in this world? Amen? It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchored Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888 818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchored Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchored Journal today. Hi, my name is Kathy, and I lead the Anchor Cancer Support Group here at Shepherd Church. On August 17, 2011, I heard the words that nobody wants to hear, and that is, I had cancer. And when I had um, that diagnosis, I did not want to share it with anybody, but God had a different plan in that for me. And so it was pretty clear that during my surgery, my chemo, my radiation, all the side effects that I experienced, and even losing my hair, that God knew that I was going to be where I am today. The things that I experienced when I was going through my journey by getting love from other people, getting food, getting prayers, uh, even provisions that I didn't expect was such a blessing to me that I knew that I had to turn it around and give it to others. So God put it on my heart to lead a cancer support life group in my home. We call on each other, we take each other to our doctor's appointments, and we pray for each other right before we're getting ready to go in for our treatments or our scans. We also provide food and and support for them during their journey. Later on, when I was ready to start the group, God gave me the name Anchor. 
and I know now why. Because when you think of an anchor, you know that it is linked to a chain, and the members of this group are the links of that chain, that were linked on to one another, strong, standing firm to our Father, who is our anchor. And together, we walk this journey with them through this storm, knowing that we need to depend on each other and through our Father in heaven. This group is for everyone. If you're going through cancer, if you've already gone through all of your treatments and you are in remission, it's also for those that are part of the family. Maybe it's you're the caregiver. Maybe it's your coworker. It also could be for the spouse or the children. And more important, this group is for those that have lost someone that have finally gone to see our Father in heaven. And they come back and they share their journey and they love on one another because they've walked that. There are a million and a half people in Los Angeles County living with some form of cancer. And I am so grateful to Shepherd Church for opening up their doors to allow us to have this amazing ministry here. The people of this community need this ministry. And we are so happy to be able to have it here so that we can give them hope and encouragement during their journey. I'm Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor of Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, and I'd like to invite you to our services on Easter weekend. Maybe it's been years since you've been to a church, or maybe you've never been at all. Well, this Easter would be the perfect time to experience a community of people who believe in what God can do in your life. Join us at one of our three locations, Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, Aqua Dulce, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.